0: And now, Hour 2 of The Ruby Sunrise by Rinna Groff, starring Elizabeth Moss, Henry Winkler, and Jason Ritter. Produced by L.A. Theatre Works.
1: Morning, Mr. Marcus. Paul, glad you could join
2: us. Thrilled to. It's one hell of a script. My agent only gave me act one. Yeah. All right, you're the first one here. I'm still doing the voice for the canned beef, so I was right around the corner.
1: That's going very well for you. My agent said Elizabeth Hunter's doing the ruby part, you know, in summer stock. Yeah. Well, Tad Rose, our writer, and the others should be here shortly. You need coffee? I'm good. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, of course you are. Paul, of course you are. Give me a minute. Uh, Sure thing, Mr. Marcus.
2: Don't get up. Hi, I'm Paul Benjamin. I'll be playing Henry. Is there only one chair? I'm sure they're bringing more. <laughs> An optimist. I saw one in the hall. I could. G- Would you be a dear? No problem. Uh, take a load off. What's your name? Pardon me? I'm Paul Benjamin. Yes. I- I'll go get that chair. <sighs>
1: Ethel, you look amazing.
0: Are there no ashtrays in this building? I'll have
1: the girl bring one in.
0: Don't bother. I'll use my hand. Oh, don't
1: be surly.
0: <laughs> Am I that ancient?
1: As what? As me?
0: As a young man in the theatrical profession doesn't recognize me.
1: He'd recognize your voice. I spoke several sentences. Paul, thanks for the chairs, And you must know Miss Ethel Reed from the La Tropicale Cigar Smokers Lounge.
0: Among other credits. What a hoot! My dad loved that show! When are the others arriving? I hear this Elizabeth Hunter is a modern-day marvel, but I was somewhat surprised, Martin, to hear
2: that she'd be working in this production. I did uh, Seven Messengers with Liz Hunter in tryouts. I was one of the messengers. My script
0: ends on page 30. I assume there's more.
1: Ethel, you know I adore you.
0: An ashtray. Is that too demanding?
2: I'll be
1: right back. I worked with Sherry brother once in a radio drama.
0: Miss Reed? Ah, an ashtray. You've saved me. Miss Reed, it is an honor to meet you. Oh, what a dear. Would you bring me some coffee? Mitzi knows how I like it. Tell her extra sweet. Coming right up. You must be playing Henry.
2: I am. Paul Benjamin.
0: Lulu Miles. And may I present
1: Tad Rose? Pleasure. Paul Benjamin. Ah, uh, Miss Miles, we need...
0: Six chairs.
1: Jerry's not coming? They held him on the coast.
0: And my coffee, dear. Extra sweet. Yes, Miss Reed.
1: Lulu, there's a flask in my top drawer. Excuse me? Extra sweet.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> well, Mr. Rose, do we have pages?
2: Not quite to the end, but Almost. Almost. Such an innocuous word. I can't wait to see how it all turns out. Uh, Do you need help with those chairs? Oh,
3: sit. You're the talent. I'll be right back.
1: We're only waiting on Miss Hunter? Can I talk to you for a minute, Tad? Nuts and bolts.
2: Excuse me? Production talk. Quite. (laughs) Hello,
3: Miss. Can I help you?
4: Is this Studio (laughs) 6? I'm in Studio 6. Yes, you are. What are you looking for? Um, hold on. I know it was in my purse. I think my agent said six. This is Studio Six. For rehearsal, I think it was six. This is six. Oh,
3: here it is. Six. <laughs> We're having a rehearsal in here.
4: In six. I'm Ruby. Excuse
1: me? Susie, is it possible that you've grown even more stunning?
4: <gasps> my. Mar-
1: Ethel Reed, Paul Benjamin, Susie Tyrone, Lulu Miles assisting us, and of course you've met our writer Tad Rose. I saw you in Bismarck. You were fascinating.
0: That's why you look familiar. Didn't you drown in
1: that one? Uh-huh. Today we're gonna to give Tad a chance to hear what he's got. Okay, now we'll have a completed script by Thursday. Knockwood. We'll have a completed script by Thursday. And by then, the night crew will have all these set pieces in place. Everyone knows that Jerry can't be here until the day after tomorrow.
3: What is going on?
1: He's held up on the coast.
3: What does she mean? She's Ruby.
1: Yes, we're lucky to have Susie signed on for the project.
3: We agreed on Elizabeth Hunter. Oh.
1: Miss Miles, will you please take your seat? We can discuss any confusion later. Tad?
0: What? Aren't you going to say something? About what? Liz Hunter's on the list, honey. Elizabeth Hunter? Is blacklisted.
1: Elizabeth Hunter is no longer right for the part.
0: There must be a mistake. She was at that peace conference at the Waldorf 3 years ago and that's all it takes. When she was a teenager a- and it was a
3: peace conference.
2: Elizabeth Hunter's a commie?
3: This is ridiculous. Martin, you've got to do something. No offense to Miss Tyrone here, who I'm sure is a terrific performer. I got very wet
4: on Bismarck and never complained.
3: <laughs> no one will be getting wet in this story.
4: My agent said in the flood scene. It's
3: a
1: fire. We'll see. We'll what? Budget nixed the fire.
5: You promised. I didn't promise. We had to make some edits. Edits?
1: The boys upstairs came down hard on the idea that this hick girl would have the technology before RCA.
5: But she did. I, I mean, that's the story we agreed to. She had a prototype. Right, and she'll still have that. It just won't work as well as she'd have hoped.
3: But her prototype would have worked if it hadn't been destroyed.
5: <sighs> would have, could have, should have. No, would have. Don't be difficult.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Am I inappropriately standing up for what's right? Did you lose the high horse? This is the real world. As opposed to the coffee shop, your office, your bedroom. Oh,
1: my. Let's suspend budget conversations for now.
3: What else has been changed?
1: Nothing important.
3: Just another comrade or two?
2: Comrade? You
5: went along with that!
2: This
3: is more than just a word switch. It's the essence of the story. If you don't let Ruby invent the machine, you're rubbing out her life all over again. And if you don't let Liz Hunter play the part... You can't give in to this red-baiting hysteria. Mr. Marcus, if you don't hire that girl, no one will.
1: Maybe you haven't heard, Miss Miles, but I've hired a girl. Don't
3: let them do this. Do what? Turn you into a coward.
1: It's not cowardice. It's
2: patriotism. It's
3: not illegal to go to a political conference. It's not illegal to be a communist for crying out loud. Oh, I think it is. This is America. But not for communists.
2: Don't kid yourself, miss. These people want to infiltrate our way of life.
3: Can you even define infiltrate?
2: All I know is they're trying to infiltrate the actor's studio. Then
3: they really must be a bunch of morons.
1: This isn't a joke. Isn't it? There is a war going on. I
3: know that, but terrorizing some poor actress isn't going to bring those boys home.
1: We're being asked as Americans to state which side we're on. Now, if you're not willing to declare your allegiance, then you're bringing the country down.
3: Martin, a person is allowed to look at this world and then dream of ways for it to be different. That's Ruby, an uncompromising vision of a changed world, sabotaged. But it's us sabotaging now.
1: That's not what we're doing. I'm doing you a favor, Miss Miles, by telling you to sit down and be quiet.
3: Why didn't I see this coming? You just can't let her succeed, can you? Are
1: you going to force me to throw you out of the studio? No one's
3: forcing you to do anything. You're choosing to accept this madness. Lulu, please. Please what? Please get on board with a bunch of piss pots making a mockery of everything true? No. No, I won't. Ruby is my story. I want it back.
5: Don't do this. I won't
3: let you destroy her all over again with condescending endings and some ditzy soaking dancer. I am not a dancer. <laughs> Give me that script. Give me all the scripts.
1: Lou, you're acting crazy. Am I going to have to call security? Sure,
3: call those goddamn FBI dropouts who run the upstairs office. For God's sake, shut up. It's my story. You know that.
1: No, the Ruby
5: Sunrise is mine. But it's not. I wrote it. Look at the goddamn cover page.
3: When did this become okay? It's like it's not even shameful anymore.
1: Lulu, this is your last warning. Fine, take your stinking scripts. You're fired. Lulu. Tad. Sit down. Okay. I apologize for all the hecticness. No problem, Mr. Marcus.
4: We're all professionals.
2: Tad?
5: We're all professionals.
1: Where is that coffee? Coming! Now, are there any other logistics that I'm forgetting? Paul, I know this TV talk is all new to you. It's pretty new to us, so you'll catch on quick. I'm catching on already. Let's turn to page one. Go ahead, Susie.
4: It happened just like this. I was on the mower, doing a boy's job on account of the war, plowing the earth in those straight, straight lines. My thoughts, as usual, weren't on farming, I was building something else in my mind.
1: Kids, can we have a little quiet? We have got one day of rehearsal left. Please quiet. All right, Paul and Susie, take it from the top. All right, quiet. Now we're in rehearsal. Susie.
4: What am I doing in bed?
1: You had an electrical shock,
2: threw you halfway across the barn. Don't you remember?
4: I've been sleeping? No, no. Wait, wait. I got it. I got it. I've been sleeping?
2: A bit.
6: But what happened?
2: Something must have shorted.
6: What were we talking about? My father's coming.
2: Don't worry about that now.
6: My television is waiting. Whoa, 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 lie
2: back. Lie back now. You need to rest.
6: Oh, my goodness. Did the surge... Tad? Surge? Yes, surge. Let's keep going.
2: Did the surge fry the connections? You know I wouldn't know about that. I have to get back to work. Rest now. It's not as if the contraption's gonna burst into flames the moment you close your eyes. Flames? Why do you say flames? Henry, what's become of my television? I'll check on it, okay? I'll I'll check on it.
6: Unhook the blue leads from the generator. They're tied with blue string. That's how you'll recognize them.
2: What would happen if I connected the yellow leads instead of the blue?
6: Don't ever do that! If the generators still run, and especially if the more dangerous chemicals were knocked over, the whole thing would blow to kingdom come.
5: Stop. Just stop. Tad. Oh, what's wrong? It's not you. It's me. It's the dialogue.
0: I think it's great, the dialogue. Are you on break? Wonderful. I need something addressed. May you never feel what it feels. Colon, to want something more than anything in the world And not only is it ripped from you But also it's exposed as poison
1: What about it? Clunk, clunk, clunk <laughs> We're not quite ready for you, Ethel
0: I was told light check it too, And I saw the technical supervisor in the hall
5: Damn, who's got the blocking notes? Audio stuck his head in about ten minutes
1: ago I'm talking about the blocking notes
0: Marty? What?
4: Are you me?
1: No. No, Susie. Susie. Go down to costumes. Paul, would you escort Susie down to costumes? Oh, sure thing, Mr. Marcus. Tad, get over here. I'm not changing the lowest speech. Oh, screw the speech. Ethel can make anything sing. When did we go back to the fire? Flood's not working. Well, the budget department is going to lynch me, and that means you... It doesn't flood in Indianapolis in May. It doesn't... What the hell are you talking about? Are we making a teleplay here or pissing off the Empire State Building? All
0: your dreams were built on a basket of lies. Tad, is it me or is that a mixed metaphor?
1: This is just to test the lights, Ethel. Martin, I need Lulu. I need her back on set. I miss the girl, too, but it's spilled milk, which we will cry over after broadcast. If we broadcast... We're going to broadcast. You will not leave me in the lurch here. Are you threatening me? Going to get me listed in red channels? Oh, so you get to pretend your hands are clean because you never fired anybody. Well, be my guest. But do it in your own time. Now wipe your ass and get me an ending that works.
4: Oh, Ethel, you look
0: so old. (laughs) Thank you, dear.
4: Do you think this nightgown is too see-through? Paul said it was fine.
1: I'm
0: leaving now.
1: Tad! Why don't you get to the set, Susie? You... You look great. Who's in the booth? We don't need music. Will you clear the damn musicians and get the contrast man in there? Good night, Marty. Good night, dear. Now, why don't you tuck yourself in on the set? Camera two, give me a two-shot. Sleeping Ruby and Lois. Are we ready? Let's do it.
0: Oh, Ruby. I let you down. I wanted for you what I wanted for myself a long time ago. I thought you could mold your dreams into a more viable form and that it would spare you the kind of pain that I felt, that
1: I still feel,
0: every day. Hold,
1: hold, hold. Viable? Yes, What viable? Viable. It means... I don't give a damn what it means, Ethel. Where are you getting this dialogue? For scene 10, I have... I am
0: aware of what is scrawled on the cue cards, Martin. But instinct. I have a very strong instinct that issues of viability cut to the heart of this play.
1: That's interesting, Ethel, because I, too, have a very strong instinct right about now.
4: I have an instinct, too. Do you now? I think Ruby should have
1: really bad teeth. Like on a farm. Are the musicians still there? I think it's as good a time as any to test the score. Music. I said music.
5: Oh, uh, pardon me.
7: No, I'm sorry. I was only looking around the set. I'm just leaving. No.
5: No. It's okay.
7: Are you security? No. Do I know you?
5: No, I don't think so. I I mean, I recognize you. You're... an actress.
7: Guilty as charged. Uh, Are you involved in this production?
5: No. Uh, Are you?
7: No. No.
5: What are you doing here, then?
7: Sure you're not security?
5: I'm the opposite. I'm in security.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know Martin Marcus?
5: The producer?
7: He tried to get me some extra work on the variety they're shooting upstairs. He did that? It didn't work out so well. Why not? Good luck getting an answer on that one. No one will even admit to me that there is a list. Anywhere. No less than I'm on it. But somehow I find myself in a permanent state of no longer right for the part. Today, I was literally going to be a pair of legs in a crowd scene. You wouldn't even see my profile. But some advertising agency guy spotted me. Is that Liz Hunter? Get her out of here. I said, no. I am nobody. I'm just a brunette trying to earn a nickel. Get her out of here.
5: They're maniacs.
7: I think maniac is generous. It excuses their collaboration.
5: Can I have your autograph? My autograph? I saw you in St. Joan at the Lyceum. You're tremendous.
7: I don't think the autograph will be worth much.
5: Don't say that. You're a rising star.
7: But it's true. My career is officially over. I guess I learned that today.
5: You were slated to perform on this set?
7: Slated? I don't know. I read the first act.
5: What was it about?
7: Despair. Despair. I mean, persistence.
2: Huh.
7: It happened just like this. I was on the mower doing a boy's job on account of the war, plowing the earth in those straight, straight lines. My thoughts, as usual, weren't on farming. I was building something else in my mind. I didn't even notice that the reins had slipped from my hands until the horse lurched forward. And right as I felt that jerk, right then, that was my Eureka. You gotta magnetically deflect electrons across a television screen in the same way you plow a field, back and forth, line by line, row by row by row. I had a vision in a potato field. Almost wish I hadn't because I knew how hard it was going to be, and it was going to be hard. But I saw my destiny, to romance the electron. Been following that path ever since.
5: You learned the opening speech.
7: I know the first act by heart.
5: You must have an amazing memory. It's
7: a curse. You're familiar with the play?
5: A little. The first act.
7: You still want that signature?
5: Ah. Uh, I don't have any paper.
7: A writer without paper?
5: <laughs> well, how do you know I'm a writer?
7: Certain smell, overworked and underappreciated. <laughs> I've got a publicity photo in here somewhere. Might as well use them up. How would that suit you?
5: That would be amazing. Who
7: should I make it out to? Mitch. Just Mitch.
5: Mitch is good. I don't believe your career is over. You're too talented. It can't be right.
7: I didn't say it was right. I said it was over. What's wrong?
5: My name is Tad Rose, and I'm sorry. You didn't seem like a mitch. I'm sorry. You said that already. I can't get you back on the show. I'm just a writer, a lowly writer, and not even a very successful one.
7: Don't you want to read what I wrote? What? My autograph on the picture.
5: Dear Mr. Rose, may God forgive us all, Elizabeth Hunter.
7: I had such dreams. New York City. I was going to be the best they'd ever
5: seen. You know, you could testify, you know. They'd welcome you back. You were young and made a big mistake. Sign right here. Would you do that? I don't know what I would do.
7: But you do know. You wrote this play about what it means to follow your vision no matter the cost.
5: Yeah, yeah. It means you feel miserable when you fail to accomplish what you set out to do. And in the end, no one's ever heard of you.
7: Is that what happens to Ruby? She fails?
5: Oh, no, no, no. She wins. She gets to marry Henry.
7: So all her work. That doesn't count for anything in your world.
5: It's not my world. It's the world. The way it is.
7: And Ruby's mistake was thinking she could change things. Crazy. Mr. Rose, would you give me my picture back, please? Your picture? I thought you believed in this girl. I thought you named her Sunrise for a reason. You don't believe in anything. I don't think God should forgive that.
5: Do do you want me to leave you alone here? I'll make sure no one comes in.
7: No. No, I'm done. I'm done.
0: How's the soup?
3: Watery. Miss Reed, what are you doing in a place like this?
0: Is that a pickup line? No. You're throwing a pass at me? I- I'm surprised to see you here. This diner is hardly of your caliber. You think I'm a snob? No. I think you're a snob. I'm not a snob. We are selling a detergent. You are aware of that. That is the purpose of our jobs in this emerging field. I don't have a job. I was fired. You can't be too literal in this business. Fire can mean many things. It's not a fire, it's a flood, haven't you heard? Actually, they've reduced it to a severe thunderstorm. (laughs) And it may be scattered clouds before the day is out, but that in no way excuses what you did. What I did? I was the only one being rational. Screaming in a rehearsal hall? But I was right. You called your employer a piss pot. I'm unclear about what it is you want, Miss Reed. I want the rush of emotion when I'm sitting in my dressing room memorizing the new pages in my hand as the makeup boy sets my curls. That gives you a rush? It can. You know it can. The calm before the storm, when everyone on set hums with a silent electricity, doing our jobs to perfection, or the best human approximation we can muster. And who knows what the next hour will bring, but we're as ready as one can ever be. And then, when I go out under the lights... When I know I have one chance to get it beautifully and do it effortlessly live on camera right now. One shot at nailing it because when this moment passes, it's gone. Everyone from my sister in law to the milkman will either get it or not. And praying that the camera focus holds and no sound bleeds in from the radio western they're broadcasting down the hall. And here it comes they're shooting. I know precisely what I have to do for all you lovely, sad people at home. And I do. And it goes out on the airwaves, and it's done when Jerry Ritt calls rap. I want to sell some detergent. I wanted that, too. From my first day of work at the local station
3: in Indiana. More live than live. I never felt so alive. And
0: God, the stories I wanted to tell. Yet off you go throwing tantrums. Not that it wasn't impressive. Hell, I've never seen anything like it in my life, and I'll remember it until the day I die. But young lady, you have to know your place. Even Ethel Reed has to know her place. Oh, for heaven's sake, Ethel Reed does exactly what she wants. No, I do exactly what they want. For me, all this grows a little tiresome. You don't look tired? I'll loan you my makeup. (laughs) Even a script girl needs makeup when she's going back to work in the morning. How can I go back to work? The subway is running, dear, even if you can't afford a cab.
3: Go back to a place where any day of the week some moron can corner you and ask you to start naming names?
0: I don't recall anyone asking you to name anything. But isn't that just luck? Then it's good luck. Because you can walk back through that door and make things better. Better? What's so bad about better? Why do you care? Because the second act is schlock. (laughs) Have you read the drivel they want me to say? No. Why do you care? Because I am an old bag who works in the theater, and we can't afford any more losses. Your soup is getting cold. It was cold when it arrived. My advice is, eat it anyway.
3: Dad. you look awful. The set looks good.
5: I haven't been sleeping so good.
3: I know what that's like.
5: I telephoned you. I telephoned 20 times. It
3: rang and rang in the hall.
5: Why didn't you answer?
3: I didn't know what to say then. You know now? Yeah, I do. That's why I came back. To do this. Hey! I'm nothing. I'm nobody. Cut it out! We need that TV! i failed! I'm nothing! Lou! It's done for! Dead! It's over!
5: Do you want security to come in here?
3: You betrayed me! You horrible chicken! You didn't stand up for I me! I didn't know how! You built something with me! You had a stake in it! Our photocathode tube! Now my career is finished! Stop it! No one's ever heard of me! No! I've been erased! Give me that bottle!
5: What the hell are you doing?
3: Working on A scene?
5: <laughs> a scene?
3: A scene I never told you about, but it's the truth. Ruby destroyed the lab herself. The only flames in that barn were the ones she set. No. Yes. By the time she recovered from the electrical shock, there was news about Farnsworth and Zorkin in the papers. She knew she could never catch up to those guys. It was over for her, so she shattered it all and ran away. Nothing to show for her labor, except, of course, a little girl who never seemed quite able to please her. Oh, Lulu. Don't. I talked to Mr. Marcus. I apologized for calling him a piss pot. He said it was his favorite swear word and offered to rehire me. You're back? I'm here to help you finish your teleplay.
5: Leave that stuff alone.
3: I've got to clean up my mess. There's going to be a rehearsal in an hour's time.
5: But it's broken.
3: It's a prop, Tad. It doesn't have to work. Well, get someone else to clean
5: it up. I can do it. No. I can do it. You have to get to work.
3: I am working. I'm doing my job.
5: Then it's the wrong job. Your job is to tell those stories you're always going off about, how it's all going to be democratic, and the little guy is going to have his day, and sure, he might not get it right off, and sometimes he'll drink too much, but he's trying, and he's a person, a struggling, tired, breathing, beautiful person, and we shouldn't just throw him in the garbage. Maybe
3: I was crazy spouting all that stuff. It's almost embarrassing.
5: What's embarrassing, that you thought it shouldn't be easy to throw people away? But it is easy with some people. Then you've got to invent a new ending for them, Lou. Pull your mom out of the trash. I tried. I failed. But you didn't give up. You persisted. Can't that be your story? Don't you get it? I don't
3: know what the story is anymore. Mine or hers. All I can see is a gutted barn with the life torn out of it. A gutted life.
5: Because you're lost. That's all. It happens sometimes. You feel lost right now, and it's my fault. I took something from you in front of all of those people, and God might not forgive me, but I've got to give it back. Sit down. What? Please sit down in front of the typewriter.
3: You want me to type?
5: Yes, a new title page with your name added on. You want coffee?
3: I should bring you coffee. You're the writer.
5: Not once you get your name on the title page, I'm not. I am the co-writer.
3: Co-writer?
5: Five seconds in the credits. I know it's not much, but once we get a stronger union, we'll fight for more. (laughs) And we'll fight to sneak in a thing, or two, or three. Things that matter to us, into our scripts, under the radar, along with all compromises, and we'll just keep knocking on that glass screen in people's living rooms until they sober up and tune in.
3: What happened to you?
5: You? Liz? Ruby? All all you goddamn crazy girls from Kokomo.
3: Sneaking into people's living rooms. You make it sound like we're criminals. Can I ask you something? Is it personal? Very. You can ask, I might not
5: answer. How did Ruby get the nickname Sunrise?
3: That's what you want to ask me?
5: (laughs) That's where I want to start. Milk. Three sugars. Coming right up.
3: And when you get back, we can start arguing about what a ruby sunrise means.
1: We are back from commercial in ten seconds. Uh, think yeah, the rain machine do I the Yes, Only actors Six, and essential crew on stage. Five, I need Susie Tyrone four, just off stage. Three, we're live. Two.
2: Where is she? Where the heck is she? My wallet's gone. Do you know where she is, Miss Haver? I think she stole my wallet. She didn't steal your wallet. Fine. Borrowed. Did she teach you to say that? I stole your wallet. What?
0: She had to get out of here before her daddy shows. I handed over your cash and sent her to the train.
2: I should have believed in her more. For real,
0: believed. Henry, no way in hell a television was going to spring forth from that barn. Too much working against it. It just wasn't viable.
2: Ruby... What are you still doing here? Uh, Miss Haver said you'd left already. I did. But I couldn't.
6: Not like that. I took your money because I wanted to punish you. I was so mad about what you said that night in the barn.
2: I'm sorry about what I said. And I'm so sorry about what happened to your lab.
6: Who would have thought it? At this time of year, a flood. We can put all that behind us now, Ruby Sunrise. You don't even know what that name means I do If you knew what it meant You wouldn't think saying that would keep me here Oh, Henry Tell him, Aunt Lois
0: It's a story about a little girl Who's sad and bruised Cause her world's sad and bruised She takes a red liquor bottle from the table And holds it up to the window Up to the light It's called a lens, she says It changes the way you see things. So the whole world's made of redness. She says, I'm gonna change the world, Aunt
6: Lois. I'm gonna make everything a sunrise. I have to, Henry. Here's your wallet. The cash is still inside.
2: What are you doing? I don't want that.
6: You gave me a lot. I'm not gonna take your money.
2: Where do you think you're gonna go? You got no place to go.
6: I don't know. San Francisco Philo Farnsworth's found a way to produce a carrier wave which cuts down on interference from the synchronizing currents and he's trying to patent a process to get rid of the ghost image caused by the return scan line I got some ideas about that myself maybe I'll try New Jersey Edison Labs or New York City you think RCA could find a job for a farm girl from Indiana
2: big corporation like that they'll want everything you invent she's doing what she has to do By destroying the most precious part of herself?
6: No. This is me trying not to destroy. Because if I don't do this, I'll shatter it all in a rage. I swear, every last piece of everything till there's nothing left. I know it's sad, but I feel like this is the only way it won't be sad forever. Take your money, Henry. Keep it. You're giving it to me?
2: You stay here. You got nothing. I got that. You go out there, maybe you can change the way people see things like you said I might not get it right off You gotta start where you start If I had a daughter, i I guess I'd tell her to do what you're doing
6: You'll have a daughter one day, Henry She'll be so pretty And so kind And her mother will be so lucky
2: I think you better go now Henry Yeah?
6: Do I scare you?
2: Yeah? But why do you ask?
6: Because you still haven't tried to kiss me.
0: No more time for that. Here, Ruby, hide this bottle good, and use it when you're making all your special vacuums.
6: There's gonna be an all-electrical system sending pictures through the air before the year is out. You believe me now? Not if you miss that train, there's not. Not gonna. No way I'm gonna.
0: Saver, do you have a drink? No, Henry, I do not. Pack the
2: last away with your girlfriend. You think she's my girlfriend? As much as she could ever be anybody's. So it's some kind of upbeat in and after all. (laughs) Some kind. Hey, someone's coming up the road. Oh, hell. It's her daddy. Come to stop her? Must be. But Ruby's on her way now. She's already on her way. I'll be... What? What a hopeless woman I am. What are you talking about?
0: That man, he still looks good to me.
2: (laughs) After all he's done, hopeless. Well, maybe he's changed, and maybe you can change him. Here comes heartache. Make him better. Here comes pain.
1: All right, camera one, give me a slow fade-out on Lois and Henry, and cue voiceover.
6: Television's gonna change people. I know it can. It'll be a whole different world once people can see the world right in their own homes.
1: Camera two, get Ruby walking away from the house in the rain. Go.
6: You'll get to watch the news as it's happening. Can you imagine? Or listen to somebody talk while you're looking at them, too. Somebody far, far away that you'd never get to meet. And maybe that person has something to teach you. A lecture about science or safety or a story.
1: No, camera two. Stay on, Ruby.
6: We'll get pictures from all over the world and learn about our comrades in other countries. Heck, other planets. We won't be able to hide from the truth anymore. We'll understand how things really are and how they could be. That's how it could be. Go on. Call me crazy. The crazy girl from Kokomo. But I just know there'll come a time when all our differences
7: will be settled around tables instead of going to war. Television will be the end of war, because who could bear it? Who could bear to see war right in your own living room?
0: The Ruby Sunrise starred Elizabeth Moss, Henry Winkler, and Jason Ritter, with Asher Book, Katherine Leonard, Kate McGregor-Stewart, and Kate Steele. Stage manager, Elsbeth Weingarten. Live sound effects, Jesse Mackey. Recording, editing, and mixing engineer, Mark Holden for Voicebox Studios. Our director is Brendan Fox. L.A. TheatreWorks senior radio producer is Ron Lipkin. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and send your comments to radio at LATW.org. I'm Susan Lowenberg, producing director of L.A. Theater Works.